It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey along with uh, Brady Beaton for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. And uh, we're now uh, headed to uh, the uh, district finals in terms of uh, high school uh, football. And uh, we're uh, really uh, limited down to the number of teams from the area that are actually still playing uh, football. But fortunately for us, Brady, two of our big guns are still going, and those will be our games on Friday night as PH and Marine City are still playing at home. Well, the... The bad news is we have really four teams that we talk about left, two teams that we cover live left. The good news is is because of that, we can spend a lot of time and really like get our mitts deep into why they're successful, things like that. We can take deeper dives into their seasons and into their games. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. Again, I would have liked to have had like four or five different – I would have liked to have had to pick which district final we were going to. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm – very interested and very intrigued. Port Huron, De La Salle. I, I, I don't, again, this is another one of these games where I really want to see what happens mm-hmm. to see just how close or how far off I am about the Big Reds. Well, don't you feel that this is kind of like a, I mean, obviously, a, no, no dull or it's a season-defining game. But if they win this game, I feel like in a few years – like when all the kids that have played have graduated, you look back and go, wow, that 2020 team for Port Huron High was really good. Or if, if they don't, you're going to go, yeah, they were a good team, but then they ran into a really good team and lost to De La Salle. Like this game is going to be the ones that you become like one of the teams that are yeah, talked about. You, you either become legends or you're just another good team. Yes. Like that 2011 team we talked about was pretty good. They beat Wald Lake Western in that in that regional final game. You're talked about a lot more with reverence than we are right now, fair or not. When you look back, when we go back and people like us just go back and look at the schedule with no context and see, oh, lost in the regional final, it's something else. But you you win this game, you knock off a team like De La Salle, you become maybe like talked about as one of the best teams in school history. And uh, Marine City on Friday night will uh, host uh, Detroit uh, Denby. Um, and is, is it fair to call this a trap game? Because Frankenmuth is probably waiting on the other side of this. Yeah. Uh, no, because a trap game implies the team they're playing isn't good. I think, like, I think this is more dangerous because the team they're playing is good. But it, again, I think Marine City's the favorite in this game. Yeah, and I, you know, and and you see, know, here's here's the only reason I'd say no is because I think they're good enough that they're not looking past them. They're good enough that they go okay. Like, well, I know the coaches aren't looking past them, right? But is it no matter how hard you coach, it's not always easy to get the kids to not look past it. Yeah, I mean, it's a team that the thing that well helps them avoid that is they were a team that was in a semifinals last year. So it's not a team to be taken lightly. So it's not like they're a nobody team that's decent. It's, I don't know, it's a district final game. And a school like Marine City, they don't lose trap games. They don't have trap games. It's just in their culture. They don't. When was the last time you saw them lose a game like in the playoffs and you go, that's a bad loss for them. They shouldn't have lost that game. I'm I'm because they play so many damn playoff games <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure i've seen one but yeah off the top of my head 
Um, I can't uh, which, uh, really say which one the, the, that would be. Which, by the way, uh, I don't know how many other schools can say this, but they're going for their 50th playoff win Friday night. Yeah, the the the, the, the game on Saturday against Lincoln, 49th playoff win in school history, and what the playoffs have only been around since the mid-'70s. And the, the, the current incarnation of the playoffs have only been around since, what, 99? I want to say, I mean, Marine City didn't play their first playoff game until 1985. And before, and then in the 90s, they were in the playoffs consistently, but it wasn't its current format. I believe it expanded in 99 or 98. Yeah. But uh, at any rate, uh, Marine City, Port Huron High, North Branch, and Ubley are still alive, and we'll talk a little more in depth about that uh, coming up as we progress here on the uh, the show. Uh, I'll let you plug the social media. Again, Twitter, G underscore Stuck on Sports. Uh, Facebook, gets Stuck on Sports. Uh, yeah, just follow us there. Same kit and caboodle as every week, just reminding you. And if you don't, follow us we'll follow us and tell your friends to follow us absolutely and believe it or not um we start adding sports uh here in a in a week um hockey season begins we'll have we'll actually have a couple of hockey games for you next week uh and hopefully a couple of regional football games for you as well mm-hmm. it's i hope we have a tough decision to make where we have to juggle like semifinal games and basketball and football games Coming up, that would be hectic, but it would be a good hectic. <laughs> good choices to make. Uh, all right, uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll really get rolling on things here. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast uh, with uh, Dennis and Brady. For those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV. Because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, Brady, Saturday night uh, is when Marine City played uh, Warren Lincoln uh, in uh, their uh, game um, because obviously our last podcast was Saturday morning. Right. uh, And we talked about the PH win and we talked about the Marysville game and and all the other games that went on. The North Branch win over Croslex where we then found out Croslex didn't have uh, Townsend. Not that I'm saying North Branch – couldn't have won that game. They but, beat him in the regular season with Townsend, and they've been beating everybody else. Well, and a win counts either way. And, and you play with what you got. Either way, yeah. Uh, but uh, there were a couple games on Saturday. I'll talk about the Peck game, but first, tell us about this Marine City game with Lincoln <sighs> that was, you hated. Yeah, it was a bad game. I mean, <laughs> okay, it just had no flow to it. Like, Marine City got up 14 nothing before I was even warmed up. Um, they were clearly the better team. Like, it was no contest that they were going to win that game. So they get up. It's like they, at halftime, it's, what, 41-6? to six? So, yeah, the game's over at that point. But Lincoln has 17 kids on the team, so they, they can't put in the backups. They're still throwing. There was a lot of penalties, a lot of downtime. Uh, Marine City put in their JV kids, basically, by – the third quarter and the clock was like was very stop start it was just a long game that marine city was using essentially as a practice in the second half and it just like i don't fault them for it like if i'm a coach i'm doing the same thing i'm just saying it had no flow marine city again clearly the best if they kept their starters in they would have won 70 to nothing or 70 to six and they just took their foot off the gas and put it in neutral like out of the second half. Yeah, that's one of those games where you look at the final score and you go 47-28. Well, Lincoln scored uh, 28 on Marine City. But then when you take into the fact that at halftime it was 41-6, to this was not a close football game. This was not a game where at any moment you went, ooh, the Apes have a chance to no. make a comeback here. Or, or they're really giving Marine – like 
Marine City wasn't sweating through this football game at all. They were enjoying themselves and, again, letting younger players get some valuable playing time uh, in a playoff game where, you know, next year when they're out on the field, they'll go, okay, I've done this. Yes, and that's why they do it. So next year, that's how you get a kid like Jeff Heslop ready for this year. You put him in situations like that. They had a freshman quarterback come in, Atkinson. That's how you get them ready for games like that. So, again, I don't fault them. It just selfishly, from a broadcaster's point of view, was not fun to do. I've enjoyed – like, I've done Marine City blowouts. I did their game against Clintondale, Hazel Park. They blew the doors off those teams. They were at least fun to do. It had flow. It kept moving. This Lincoln game was just, like, drudging on because they Lincoln threw it probably 40 times and completed 20. So, yeah, Marine City wins. I mean, we called that on, like, Thursday we, we had already announced we were doing their game this week before yeah. they played. I was, like, I was de- debating, like, Saturday afternoon, should I just post it up on the website that Marine City's hosting Denby next week <laughs> and that's our game on stream two? Or should I wait until it's, like, officially over and I'm putting a final score up? Yeah. yeah. Because, so <laughs> you know, sometimes I got the computer out and I just wanted, you know. Just get it over Get, get my work done and then I can relax the rest of the yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, Marine City now 10-0 all. <laughs> time against Lincoln yeah that game was never in question they were it, it, it reminded me of your game when PH played Lakeshore they were toying with them yeah yeah I mean it was 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter and it got away from them a little bit in that second quarter and got really sloppy in that game mm-hmm. uh, but then you know the the coaches got in there and peeled some paint probably at halftime and the the Big Reds came out and scored 28 in the third quarter to put that one to bed. It, it was already to bed, but right. it's like, Duh. wait a minute here, guys. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to mess around with this game. Right. So, I mean, yeah, Marine City won, water's wet. <laughs> I, I, nothing else is new, yeah, really. That, that so. was a mismatch, and don't look at that final score. If you didn't see the game or hear the game, or know anything about the game. Don't look at that final score and think Lincoln had a chance. No, they did not. So, And then Marine City going to be the heavy favorites over Denby, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Now, uh, Peck and North Huron also played on uh, Saturday. The Peck was the last eight-man team in the uh, area left, and this was a rematch. They had met uh, a couple weeks ago in the regular season, basically for the league championship, mm-hmm. and North Huron won the game 36-6 to against anybody – in their league, North Huron was invincible this year and, and didn't give up any points. Yeah. I mean, they, they were just really hard to uh, to score on. They gave up uh, in a crossover game, they gave up 48 to Mayville, but Mayville was scoring 50 points a game this season um, and plays in the higher division. Um, and then uh, I think at the first round of the playoffs, they gave up 18 to somebody, but they scored like 50. Yeah. Um, so, but this was an interesting game. Because the the defenses started out kind of in control, and then North Huron broke a big play. They got a 70-yard touchdown run from Ty Moore, who had, uh, I think it was uh, three or four touchdowns in this game. I think Moore had four touchdowns. But the 70-yarder, and he was actually playing. The, the North Branch, or, or North Huron, didn't have their number one QB. He was hurt. And he, you don't have a lot of depth in eight-man football. Yeah, he, he was dressed, I think, 
in an emergency, they could have run him out there, but he was hurt enough that they held him out of this game, uh, and the backup comes in and scores four touchdowns for you, so that's pretty good. But And, and you're like, okay, so the, they, they broke a big run. They're up seven to nothing. Maybe this game gets out of hand. Yeah. They punch in another touchdown. They go up 13 to nothing, and you're thinking, Here it boy, Pam's Pam's break. Yeah, and Peck can't do anything. They can't move the ball. But then just before half, Peck marches down the field. They get it together. They scored Brady with 14 seconds to go in the half to make it 13 to 6. And on the ensuing kick, and I don't know why why do teams kick the ball deep, especially with 14 seconds left in the half. Squib it. They're probably going to take a knee. At worst, you can at least get your defense out there and be Yeah, you can put more. eight guys 20 yards behind yeah. the line of scrimmage. They kicked it, and North Branch ran the, the kickoff back. Or North Huron. I got North Branch on the brain because they're coming up later. Uh, North Huron returns the, the kick with one second to go in the half, and all of a sudden a game is back to its 20-6. to six, Just took the wind out of the And sails. here we go. And, and that ended up really kind of being – the play that defined the game because the whole second half, again, Peck battled and they were in it and they were in it. And in the fourth quarter, they got a, a touchdown with about nine minutes to go in the game to make it 27 to 14. But they couldn't get the stop. They couldn't get the ball back. And you kept going, boy, that, that kick return just before half, this would be a one touchdown game. And maybe that changes. Maybe that changes the way North Huron plays. Mm-hmm. Maybe that changes the way Peck plays. The energy level, you know. Well, you just you just score and you make it a one score game. Do you remember who got it to start the second half? Um, I I think uh, that uh, North Huron got the ball to start. The second okay, half. so they get the ball now up two scores and can kind of relax. Where if you're Peck, you're coming out of the half instead of feeling deflated you go okay one stop we get the ball back we can take the lead in this game yeah, now you're peck you're coming out on the field for the third quarter going we have to get a stop if we yes. don't stop him here we're gonna get blown out yeah so that's so it, that it was a uh, again the linking score not indicative of the game the peck score not really indicative of the game they they had the one kick return that that really dictated how things went for the rest of this game. It ended up 34-14, to 14, but I actually thought Peck was fairly competitive in this game. Yeah, a lot better than a 36-6 to six trubbing that happened earlier in, the, yeah. earlier in the year. So, yeah, Peck all done. So we got four teams left. Obviously, Port Huron High hosting De La Salle, Marine City hosting Denby, North Branch hosting – or. No, they're hosting Ortonville. No, they go to Ortonville, Brandon, don't they? Or they? Host no, they're them? home to Ortonville. Brandon. They get them at home. That's all yeah. right. That's big. Ubley's um, the only team that's got to travel. All right, so four really area teams left. I mean, we'll talk more and about. Ubley goes to Beecher. Yeah, which Beecher is a team that doesn't really. I don't think they're as good as their record shows. Any team they've played really worth any weight. They haven't done anything against i would have loved to have had a little measuring stick against harbor beach but obviously we didn't get that due to the cancellation so we'll see we'll see what ugly can do i mean they're on a groove they started off one and two and they're six and two now this is what ugly does yes this is what ugly does and again i think we'll get a little more in depth in this because i don't think people realize how good ugly has actually been over the years and you mentioned marine city is going for their 50th 
uh, playoff win. Ubley's actually going for their 30th yeah. this week. Which That's a lot. Yes. I mean, you go, oh, well, Marine City's at 50. 30's nothing to sneeze at. There are teams hey, that haven't played in 10. Port Huron High has won six playoff games as a school, and two of those have been the last two weeks. Marysville, okay? Think about Walt Braun. Think about state championships. Marysville, they have 17 or 18 playoff wins in school history. 30 is a lot of playoff victories. Yes. Yes, it is. And you just look at their their history. They've missed the playoffs twice since 2001. So uh, they, they, they've, they've got a good thing going on uh, up, uh, up there. The Bearcats are, are pretty good. Um, all right, you want to take a break here, and then we'll yeah. really kind of break down these four teams and talk about why we think they're so good. And we'll do that when we come back. That's Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast here on GetStuckOnSports.com. For those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV. Because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. 
Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you are back with uh, Dennis and Brady. So our four remaining teams in football are Port Huron High, Marine City, North Branch, and Ubley. Why are these teams so good? And I think you're going to kind of find a recurring theme right here. So well, let, let's start with, with the Big Reds, uh, Brady. Why are the Big Reds so good? Now, keep in mind, had Noah Kendall stayed healthy for the full season, mm-hmm. you might say, well, the Big Reds win because Noah Kendall is fantastic. Um, and, and, well, he, and he is fantastic, and he'd probably have 15 sacks – Mm-hmm. And, and all sorts of gaudy defensive uh, numbers had he played well, the the full season. Well, we kind of figured all this out because we were trying to figure out what we are going to talk about. Obviously, with four teams left, we don't have as much to go over. So we were like, okay, well, you said something about how you wish you had stats to go over for every team to figure out who the MVP was. And you, go, and you said, well, unfortunately, I think for any of the teams left, we don't have an MVP because – there's so many, so much talent and so many people that carry the workload. And, yeah, like, that's what makes the team this good. I mean, you have PH's numbers and how many people have done what they've did. Yeah, yeah think, think about this, okay? These, these are the, the, the big reds. They, they've scored 79 points the last two playoff games. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, they, they had a game early in the season where they scored 51 points. Think about that game. Think about that opener against Frazier. 51 points. They scored eight touchdowns in that game. Seven different players scored a touchdown. They have had a dozen guys score a touchdown for more than a dozen because Noah got a pick six. So they've had 13 different players. Including Myuri's pick six. Score, yeah. Go to. yeah. yeah. And, and, and they had a kick return. Uh, mm. uh, Stocks had a, a, had a kick return. So they've had 13 different players score a touchdown for this team this year in eight games. They don't have a rusher with 500 yards yet, but they've got six guys over 100 this season. D.V. Price is the only guy, their quarterback, who's rushed more than 50 times this season. He has 90 carries for 491 yards. Finney, Finney, who's... Generally lines up as a wide receiver, mm-hmm. has the next most rushes. Mm-hmm. He's got fifty carries for four hundred and twenty-seven yards. They spread it around. Gabe Mose could be a star. He might be a star next year. Brady, thirty-four carries for three. You're on the Mose train, aren't you? Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Thirty-four carries for three hundred and nineteen yards. You do the math. That's a lot. Yeah, uh, I mean he's he's explosive, and you throw him back there next year with Amari Holler. Which, again, I mean, how many freshmen play for start and play for Port Huron High? It doesn't happen. And, and, now, and now I'm like, where did Jaden Stocks come from? He had a, a 65-yard or 70-yard kick return uh, in week one of the playoffs. He, he's got three carries for 58 yards in two playoff games after not touching the ball once on offense all regular season. Just, just another wrench to throw in to worry about. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's crazy. And we haven't, we're, we're not even talking about Shaka Brown. They hardly use Shaka on offense 
and he's their leading pass receiver this year. I'm telling you, you're they gonna, hardly use him. You're going to be saying his name a lot on Friday. I've got to, I've got to think so uh, too. Uh, but, uh, and defensively, he's been unbelievable in the secondary. Um, I, I mean, they're they're good because they have so many people contribute. Look at what Mitchell did for those couple of weeks mm-hmm. when uh, they first had the the injury to um, Kindle uh, and how many sacks he was getting and, and how he contributed. Then he had to take over the kicking game towards the uh, end of the season, and he's been almost perfect uh, with that. I mean, we can just go well, on I'm, and on and on. And the guys they have that they haven't even really used yet, they have Jace Mullins. Offensively, Jace Mullins is a weapon. Yeah, they just he, he can catch the football. They just don't need to throw it to him. No, and and another thing I want to bring up is I don't care how much talent you have in the backfield. If you don't have an offensive line, it doesn't mean anything. Like you can't you can't run if you got three defensive linemen in your face two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Oh, uh, Caleb Collier might be able to. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's another <laughs> name you haven't mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Again, th- th- there's there's another guy, um, and, but and they do have some size up front with. Uh, with uh, Sanderson and some of those guys, but uh, and and def- and defensively, uh, another guy um, is uh, um, Aaron Smith, mm-hmm. um, big kid that a lot of tackles. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of. Well, tackles. and then you have Amari he, Holler. He's, he's at eating safety. running backs in the running game, and then you throw Shaka Brown back there with Amari Holler and uh, Rob Miller, and they're hard to throw against. I mean, it's. But again, how many names have we just mentioned now? The starting there's not, offense the, and defense. Yeah, there, there's not a, a there's not a superstar. There's a bunch of superstars. I mean, if there was one guy, it is Noah Kendall. I mean, yeah. just you you see him out there, and you just he's electric. But he's also surrounded by a bunch of really good players. So it's 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 a team effort. Like I mean, you've seen teams that have had one or two. Really good players, and that's it. Like, you can key on them. It's easy to scout. It's not easy to scout the Big Reds. And, I, again, I think that's part of the reason why some different guys were getting carries. Some guys maybe haven't touched the ball as much the last couple weeks. So when the uh, old coaches down at De La Salle start watching, they don't maybe don't focus on Shaka Brown as much. They don't focus on Caleb Collier as much. And then they're worried about some other guys. I, I think – not to say that the guys that were touching the ball don't deserve it and can't make things happen, but I'm sure there's a game plan ready for Friday night that is going to be a little different than anything you've seen. Yeah, I, you know, and again, and I get excited about it for not just what they're doing right now, but I also know that at the end of this season, some of these kids are going to be done. They're going to graduate, mm-hmm. and and I'm just thinking about, though, for next season, I don't know that they're going to be as good as they are this year, but they're not going to be bad. No, they're, 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 and they're going to be exciting. Yes, they're, they're going to be exciting. Um, I again, we'll see defensively because their their defense is what really sets them apart from a lot of other teams. So I don't know how they're going to be next year when they don't have some of those guys there. But certainly, I, I know they're going to have some playmakers on offense. Yeah, and that's. I mean that's what you you need, especially in, uh, in the the teams they play in the higher MAC divisions. I mean you, you're going to have a sophomore quarterback in Amari Holler that is going to be battle tested, and he's going to be a returning player. That's how many teams have a returning sophomore quarterback? 
uh, who's who's he, he's explosive. Yeah, like you you look out there and you go, that's a freshman. That's a kid that can't drive himself to practice. <laughs> okay. And and he's and like he still hasn't even grown into his body, and he's already yeah. very athletic. And yeah. Like just come on, it's it's ridiculous. So it's pretty obvious to me why the big reds are good. It's right. be- because they've got a dozen guys that contribute in big ways. Yeah. So I was speaking take, of yes, <laughs> I was looking look taking a look at the Marine City stats. So what is Marine City's bread and butter? Running the ball, right? They've ran as a team for 1,556 yards through eight games. That's just shy of 200 yards a game. I, t- I gave you this stat before we started recording. Out of all those rushing yards, out of the 1,556, so they're averaging as a team almost 200 a game, through eight games, only one player has eclipsed 100 yards rushing in a game. And that was Zach Tetler, who did it on three carries, in garbage time against Hazel Park because he went off. He I don't think he touched the ball until the fourth quarter, and he went off for like an 80-yard run, a 50-yard run, and like a 13-yard run. And that's the only player that's eclipsed 100 yards because they haven't needed to. Their leading rusher, Darius Watson, has 372 yards. Yeah. Now, see, you look, you look at that and you go, oh, well, they don't really have a guy. No, they just have six guys. That can run the ball. I mean, Charles Tiger, when he touches the ball, hasn't had to be used. Kind of like we were talking with, like, Niger Finney and Shaka Brown haven't really had to let them loose. Charles Tiger has rushed 19 times for 266 yards. If you do the math, that's 14 yards a carry for two touchdowns. Then so imagine s- if they gave him the ball 19 times a, a game. game. Yeah. Like a lot of the star backs get. And then you go, okay, well, he's, he's also mainly a receiver. He's caught, he has 15 receptions for 458 yards. He averages 30 yards of reception, and he has three touchdowns. And then you just, you just go through the list. Anthony Rensel, uh, 45 carries, 328 yards. He only averages 7.3 yards per carry. That's the worst out of their top four uh, running backs. He has four touchdowns. Uh, we mentioned Tetler, 37 carries, 332 yards, the lone 100-yard game for the Mariners, and seven touchdowns. And then you have uh, Jeff Heslop at quarterback who hasn't really need, needed to throw this year, but he's only had to throw it 75 times, uh, 45 completions, 862 yards, seven touchdowns, one interception. That's efficient. You mentioned just the sidetrack for just a second and get back to PH. You mentioned Tetler has the one 100-yard game. Yeah. The, the, the Big Reds didn't have one until the last game of the regular season when Mose did it at Roseville, and then um, they've had three all season, two in the last game. Yeah. Both both Price and Finney went over 100 in last week's win. So you, you expect, like, gaudy numbers from these teams when you go to look at the stats, and on the surface you look on, it looks unimpressive. But if I'm a Detroit Denby coach or I'm a Frankenmuth coach and I'm going to look at who look at their stats, try to get a feel for who I want to look for at film, I'm going, who the hell do I watch? Like, who is going to be the guy that's going to try and beat me? And last week against Lincoln, they threw the ball more than they had all season. Don't know if that's intentional or not, whether they're trying to throw it off or see what 
what uh, Heslop can do if he needs to throw. But, I mean, who who do you key on, especially in a wing-T yeah. style offense? And that's another guy that I know you like a lot. You like Heslop. He, he's a sophomore, and he, he doesn't seem to get rattled. There, I can count maybe on one hand in the five or six games I've done for them that the offense hasn't been ready to go at the snap of the ball, that there's been some confusion. Because when it happens, uh, he, he, he hears it from Coach Letson. He, he lets him know what's going on. But that's just a credit to them and how they prepare and how you have a sophomore that knows this offense like the back of his hand. And then you throw in the walkers. Yeah. Who, who again, they're, they're kind of Which, like – by the way, both of them lead in uh, total tackles. Yeah, and they're like the, – they're the Shaka Brown of Marine City because they, they play on defense, they play on defense, but they could use those kids on offense, and those kids could put up numbers yeah. for them. Here's some defensive stats for you. The Walkers, Wyatt actually leads the team with 65. Mason has 56. They've combined for 13, 7 for Wyatt, uh, 6 for Mason. And here's another stat for you. 23 different Mariners have recorded a tackle for loss. Essentially, Two strings of defense have gotten a, t- a tackle for loss for Marine City. That's actually that, – that's like a huge number. That's a ridiculous number. That, remember, that's, re- remember, folks, you, you've only got 11 guys out there. Yes. <laughs> and two of those spots are always filled by someone that has Walker on the back of their jersey. <laughs> Derek Schlotman actually leads with nine. So they have five, or excuse me, six different players that have at least five tackles for losses. So, I mean, we talk about Marine City's offense. Their defense is just as good. It kind of gets lost in the shuffle. I mean, yeah, okay, Lincoln scored 22 points in garbage time. That was their season high. But realistically, Lincoln, okay, yeah, they gave up 28 points. I don't care. They gave up really six. If you want to count, I think they scored against the first string to start the second half, so 14. But they gave up 12 to Fitzgerald. They gave up 14 to Hazel Park, and they gave up 21 to Marysville. Besides that, the rest have been shutouts. Yeah, here's something else, too, that people don't think is a big deal in high school. But like, And I know he didn't play last week and actually um, – Mason Walker came in and kicked all the extra points. Yeah. Um, but having a good kicker, and Marine City has a good kicker, um, mm-hmm. and, and just special teams in general, nobody kicks off the ball to Marine City. Well, because if, if Yeah, be, but that's what happens when you try. You give up a 70-something yard kick return mm-hmm. for a touchdown. Um, and when they punt, they, they try to – to kick the ball away from the return man, and a lot of times they shank it and short kicks, and Marine City's always uh, working with a yeah, short field and good field. They're always winning the field position battle. That's what coaches call hidden yardage, and that's one of the reasons why Marysville was successful, that they didn't give up big returns, and they pinned them inside their own 30 every time on a kickoff, where Marine City usually starts near midfield. That's something that if you're just kind of casually watching the game, you don't really notice. But if you go back and pay attention, yeah, it's a lot easier to drive 55 yards than it is 85. There's less chances to make a mistake. And Marine City, outside of that Marysville game, hasn't really made a mistake. I mean, they've lost seven fumbles on the year. But, okay, one of them was their freshman uh, 
quarterback that is playing just to get some experience. Um, so, and I think another one is a is a backup. So really, they've lost like five and only throw and only thrown one interception on the year. Uh, and and just like go through scores, like we've been scouring all the stats and all the archives mm-hmm. and all this. And how many times have you seen seven to six, fourteen to thirteen? Uh, 21 to 20, mm-hmm. 28 to 27. Somebody missed a kick in there. Yes. Um, and, and like I watched um, Lakeshore is an example. They don't even attempt. They go for two after every single score. Roseville was the same way. Go for two after every single score. It's hard to yes. make a two-point conversion. It is. The, well, the odds are against you uh, on a two-point conversion, and those are points – that you leave out there when you don't get them, that you think it's a small thing at the time, but it can cost you a game. Well, you just have to go back one week. Look at Sandusky. They have a kicker. They're going to overtime against Cassidy. Yeah. Because they had to go for two. They missed the first one, and they got stuffed on the second one. Yeah, you they have they lose kick- 14-12, and, yeah, if that game goes to overtime, who knows? Maybe Sandusky's still playing this week. It's – it's something I think we take for granted because, I mean, Portion High has Mitchell and Chipkowski. Marysville had Woodard. Marine City has Cop. You have good kickers, like solid kickers that you, you kind of take for granted a little bit. And you, re- you really find out just how important it is when you don't have one. I don't know who kicks for North Branch, but their legs got to be tired this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> we were talking about how these teams – like Marine City and Port Huron don't have gaudy numbers. Here's some gaudy numbers for you. Here's some gaudy numbers, but but again, it's it's spread around. North Branch has four guys in their backfield. Like we, we were talking about, um, what Watson has three hundred and something yards, and he's Marine City's leading rusher. Mm-hmm. Okay, Drake Deshetsky is the fourth option for North Branch, and he has. 312 yards and six touchdowns this year. The fourth. He's the fourth option, okay, because before him they have Brandon Martin. Okay, they've played eight games, eight games. So not even a full normal regular season. Brandon Martin is averaging 10.3 yards a carry this season. Eight games. He has scored 16 touchdowns. So think about this. Before your game even starts – you know you're getting two touchdowns from Brandon Martin. Before your game is even kicked off, you know that Brandon Martin is going to get into the end zone twice for you that night. Seven, 117 carries for 1,209 yards and 16 touchdowns. Jacob Rainey is option number two. 840 yards rushing on 96 carries. Eight more touchdowns. The quarterback, Bill Damasca, he's only he's attempted less than forty passes this season. Uh, well, because he can run, he's got five hundred and twenty-five yards. That's more than DV Price. Five hundred and twenty-five yards, and he's done it on less carries. Price, ninety carries, four hundred ninety-one yards, four touchdowns. DV's a good runner. Yes, DV's a good runner. Damasca, 66 carries, 525 yards, 12 touchdowns. So you've got 
Your number one back is going 10 yards a pop. Your number two back is going nine yards a pop. Your number three option is going eight yards a pop. And your number four option is going six yards a pop. You've you've got four guys that have rushed for 2,886 yards and have scored 42 rushing touchdowns. In eight games. It's disgusting. In eight games. It's disgusting. (laughs) And that's not including having to throw the ball. And now you know why they've scored 100 points in two playoff games. And, oh, by the way, both shutouts. So we haven't even talked about what they're doing on defense because nobody can score on them. Well, yeah, you talk about their offense last year through 10 games. So they made the playoffs last year. They lost in round one. They put up 336 points. Through eight games this year, 342 points. And they've given up 48. You want to talk about their defense. I mean, it's it's just – Wow. <laughs> not fair. Wow. No, it, it, it's not fair. Now, is that as many guys as PH and Marine City use? No, but still, when you got four guys, again, you're like, okay, we'll we'll try to key on Martin. Yeah. Great. So now uh, the three other guys are running all over you. It's like, who do you take away? Who do you try to stop? And apparently, whoever you're trying to take away and stop, it isn't working because they've got all the four guys almost have three thousand yards rushing. Yeah, that's in a, eight games. Yeah, <laughs> and forty-two touchdowns. Those are video game numbers. Those are just straight-up video game numbers. And now you see why North Branch has had two close games all year, and the rest have just been utter annihilation. And by the way, I looked at that Armada box score when yeah. I finally found some numbers here. I looked at that, Armada. Martin rushed for over 200 yards in that game. And that was just, I think Armada just had the the game of their lives that night and held that game close and gave North Branch a battle because North Branch played their guys. Yeah, and then that pissed off North Branch because it's been 100 <laughs> and nothing North Branch in the two games since. Yeah, so uh, they, got, they got their wake-up call. Maybe the coaches are happy that that last game was close and that they had to come back and win it in the second half because, yeah, maybe it did give them a little bit of shock treatment going into the playoffs because they didn't waste any time on Yale. They beat Yale 65 to nothing. That was the halftime score. They scored 40 points in the second quarter of that game. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Stop and think about that. 40 points in a quarter is not easy to do. It's not easy to do. Was that the stat that you said was going to no. Oh, no, I, I, I've got I've got a stat for our next segment that's just going to blow my mind. Yes, I think. Wow. I mean, and then well, let's let's give a little love to Ubley mm-hmm. before we get it. So, Ubley, we weren't able to get stats for. We just some teams are easier to find stats. Some teams we have our own stats for. Ubley, we could not. So we're going to talk more about like as a team. Since I mentioned in the last segment, since 2001, they've missed the playoffs twice. They have played in six semifinal games since 2001. Yeah, that's just tradition. We're talking about a tiny little town here that, you know, I don't know what the population of Ubley is, but we could probably fit everybody into McMoran Arena. (laughs) You know, Um, but yet consistently – 
year in and year uh, out. 791 yeah. is the population of Ubley. Yeah. How do you get that kind of consistency? We talked about it earlier. They're going for their 30th playoff win. Yeah, just, I mean, yeah, okay. You want to be play devil's advocate? Yeah, they're one in five in semifinal games. Congratulations. Yeah, How but they got to six semifinal games. In 20 years. Again, PH, six playoff wins. Northern has four. They've been to the semifinals six times. Yeah. Yeah, and they just, I mean, it's, I don't think, yeah, like people realize how good of a program they are and why at the beginning of the year we were so surprised when they were one and two. Yeah. No, like that doesn't I mean, happen. It, it just, it doesn't happen. And that then, doesn't happen at Ubley. And since then, they've been on a roll. I mean, last week they had to beat Unionville Seabowing in overtime, but... But USA is a, a good football team, and that was a game where I literally people think I'm, I'm I had a nickel, I flipped it up, and I said heads up, Lee, tails USA. I got lucky because <laughs> that's how close I they thought that game home. was. They had them at home. Yeah, take the home team. When in doubt, take the home team. And I got lucky last week. They'll be the road team this week. But you were talking about Beecher is maybe suspect. Yeah, I I don't know a ton about them, but they don't have any wins that wow me. Uh, the one really well good team they've played I've seen is Notre Dame Prep. They lost forty eight to eight. I mean, I, yeah, would Ann have, Arbor I, Gabriel Richard they beat, but would have liked to have seen them have to play Harbor Beach. I just don't know anything about some of the other team. They beat Flint Hamity twenty seven twenty one. That was their other close game, but. Because how, how much fun would it have been if they had to play Harbor Beach and Harbor Beach wins that game and yeah. it's Harbor Beach Ubley this week? Yes. In a rematch. And remember, they played in week one. In Harbor Beach And it, it was, what, 16-14? Yeah. Yeah, Harbor Beach won that game at home. And then we uh, prematurely crowned them GTC East <laughs> Not Champs. knowing that Sandusky was going to be so good this year. Yeah, they were really good this year. So, But it just, again, with PH, Marine City, there's so many contributors. Mm-hmm. With North Branch, they've got that four-headed monster that can't be stopped, plus a great defense. Right. Um, and with Ubley, it's just a tradition. They're born like, to win like, football think about games. This. If you went to Ubley, statistically speaking, you probably saw a uh, football team play for a chance to go to Ford Field. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't it kind of crazy, like, I don't mean to be a downer, but that you've played in six semifinal games and you don't have one state title. Yeah, but... Uh, but the, it's still... But we're, like, we're, we're not gonna, that it's not extremely impressive. The, that, that's a good lead-in to what we're going to talk about next. All right. So let's take a break, and then we'll talk about, you know, what goes on w- with the playoffs and just how tough it is, actually, to make a run. All right, we'll be right back. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. 
Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. TB Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, welcome back. So uh, Brady just mentioned it at the end of that segment. I'll to six semifinals, but they've only been able to win one. They have all these years in the playoffs, but it's really hard to win a state championship. And it's really hard to make a deep run in the playoffs for a number of of reasons. Um, one of them to me is I don't care how good you are. Uh, I mean, everything has got to really fall in line. You've got to stay in injury-free. Yes. Because we said we crossed Lex last week. Mm-hmm. No chance. Without Townsend, no chance to win at North Branch. Right. No chance. Without your starting quarterback and a guy that, you know, he scored five touchdowns in some games this year. I mean, you can't not have that and expect to win against another good team. So you've got to stay healthy. The Stars have kind of got a line for you. You've got to get good matchups. We talk about Marysville never gets a good matchup. Where where they're at in the state, they always get stuck in a, a, a district of death. Where had they had they upset King? Well, first off, they had Harper Woods in the first round. That was not an easy game. No, that that team had talent. And then you get King in round two, and oh, your reward if you should happen to survive that game down at King, yeah. is you get East Point the next week, and they're crushing everybody on an average score of fifty to nothing. Yeah, they've given up eighteen points on the year. I think they're up over three hundred points scored. I mean, thanks for coming. I, I don't care how good you are, you you can't compete with that. Um, the, the other thing is that 
as you get further along in the playoffs, everybody is as good as you. Everybody is having a season like you are having. And sometimes I call them the buzz saws. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think you, you know what I mean by that. Sometimes you just run into a team and you're like, wow, where did this come from? It's like we're used to beating everybody. Because you see it when we go through the archives. You see uh, they won 50 to nothing, 44 to 7, 35 to nothing, you know, 64 to 12. And then all of a sudden there's this 35 nothing loss. Like yeah. where, where the hell did that come from? But because you're playing a team that's been doing the same thing that you've been doing, and they're just better. Well, I mean, okay, one example, um, Port here and I, 2012. You have Mr. Football. You have Mark Chapman as your quarterback, one of the best football players to ever come through the, the, the school. And your opening round matchup, Brother Rice, who won a state title the year before, was in the middle of a three-peat. You get a buzzsaw week one. Yeah. 2015 in Sandusky, they set the school record with 11 victories. They were 11-0. and 0. And they were steamrolling everybody. But then they had to play New Lothrop. <laughs> Here's the stats that I think are going to blow your mind, Brady. Okay. New Lothrop from 2010 to this year. 117 wins, 11 losses. From 2010 to 2020, New Lothrop, 117 wins, 11 losses. They've won one state title in that stretch. Wow. One. That's how tough it is to make runs and to win it all. So when you see a school like Marine City, who's gotten to the finals like three times Mm. in our lifetime and won it twice. That's an incredible stat. 117 wins and 11 losses in an 11-year stretch. They have one state title. They have one season since 2010 where they lost two games. That's their worst season, a two-loss season is their worst season. So I just pulled up their page and I was going through it. Do you know how many regular season games they've lost in that stretch? Probably none. Two. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's. I mean... And they've won one state title. One state title. You've only lost 11 games in 11 years. But you only have one state title. That's how difficult it is to do this. And sometimes you just get teams that you don't match up well against... Twice, Menden, with a weaker record, has knocked them out of the playoffs. Twice, Puama Westphalia has knocked them out of the playoffs. Sometimes you just hit somebody that you can't get by. In the 90s for Marine City, we talked about this uh, off the air. It was Orchard Lake St. Mary's. What was it, three years yeah, let in me, a row? Yeah, let me pull up uh, the stat for you. So I believe it was 1999 through 2001, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so 99 through 2001. Marine City, in that span, that three-season span, lost four football games. One in the regular season. That was in 2000 to Marysville. Besides that, their other three losses were to St. Mary's. 
uh, in 99 in the districts finals, in uh, 2000 in the regional finals, and in 2001 in the regional finals again, and they weren't even close. 35 nothing, 33 14, 51 21. Yeah, so you can hit that roadblock. For area teams in more recent history, Frankenmuth. Yeah. Frankenmuth has been uh, the Achilles heel, it seems. I mean, they've uh, taken out Richmond, Elmont, Marine City, and Algonac. Yeah, so since 2017 is when they really just ran through everyone. 2017, they knocked out Elm, knocked off Almont by three points, Marine City, and then Algonac in one playoff run to get to the state semifinals. The next year, they knocked off Richmond and Almont in the districts. Uh, they would take a year off. They actually didn't play an area team in 2019. <laughs> uh, th- this year, they knocked off Almont last week. Yeah. And and they're waiting because they're going to win this week. Yeah, they're playing Corona. I don't. I would be I would be very surprised. If I'd be very happy because then that would mean Marine City beats Denby. Marine City get a home game instead that of means, having to go to yeah. Frankenmuth. And that means a don't have to drive home from Frankenmuth <laughs> on Friday night. You don't have to bring me back any Zenders. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but no, you're that's it's how hard it is to make a run, and that's why when it does happen, like okay, I, I said this to you before we started how. If you make like a regional final and lose, it's it doesn't feel as big. But if you win a regional game and you're in the state semifinals, it feels important. It feels like a big event because I feel like every once in a while a team can luck its way through a district. Again, no offense to Marine City, they're a very good team and they're going to win their district. It was not a, it's not a tough district. Every once in a while, you get a district or it's just all local teams and someone has to win it. But to win a regional and get to a state semifinal, when you get to that point, you go, okay, you can't – maybe if the stars align, you can't luck your way to a semifinal game. You just can't. And if you do, you'll get exposed. So making that semifinal alone, like Ubley has, is why it's so incredible when that happens. And usually you have to beat one really good team to get to that point. Yeah. And then the other factor is intimidation. Um, like some some brands, some teams just have a brand. It's like uh, De La Salle is a perfect example. Mm. De La Salle's coming up to Port Huron. They're a four and four football team this yeah. year, but they have a brand. You hear that name in high school football, and there's a certain amount of fear. There's a certain amount of these guys are good. Yes, so don't care what their record is. These guys are good. And when you actually look at the teams they've played and the scores of their games, yeah, these guys are good. Yeah. Um, and and that I don't I, I don't care. I don't care how good you are. It's in the back of your mind that you've got a tough game to Detroit play. King. They were a three and three football team. Everyone knew they were good because it's King. Because that. Heck, I'd say yeah. Two of their three losses are to Cass Tech, and the other was to Mona Shores. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then those are teams that only win football games. Yeah, I would say Marine City kind of has that brand. I I'm, think they do. Yeah, I would say when teams from outside the area have to, oh, even inside the area, have to play them, they go, "All right, Marine City, we know what they are. They make playoff runs. They're a good team." Which, by the way, I think they've played in like five semifinal games in the same span Ubley has, so I don't want anyone from Marine City to get upset with me. <laughs> They've made their fair share of runs, and we yeah, know well, that. Well, I've, I've gone through for the, the entire time that I've worked in the Blue Water area. I've gone through 
Marine City's numbers, and they're just staggering. Just yeah, again, staggering going for your 50th accomplish. playoff win, okay. Like, that's fun. But um, yeah, They had like a 32-year consecutive run of winning seasons. Yeah. Like, by accident, you're going to have a losing season somewhere. Yeah. Quarterback gets hurt in camp. Something happens, but no, the the, the – just the the difficultness, I think. And what people don't realize is if you make a regional final, you're one of the best eight teams in the state. Yeah, that, like, that's, they call it a regional, and it's the quarterfinal. Yeah, it's like you make a regional, you are one of the final eight teams remaining. Because I think when people see like, oh, you're ranked in the top ten in division whatever, they put that on a pedestal, but they go, oh, you just made a regional final. That's a top eight team. You are one of the best 10 teams in the state. And I, it, I don't think people look at that like that. But, I mean, uh, we've talked about this, too, a couple of times. Marysville last year, they had to go to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. That game was over on the bus ride. Yeah. And then you get to the field, and they've got that red carpet, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's in your head. Some teams can get in your head before you even snap the, the football, and, uh, and that – is is a factor injuries can be a factor um you run into that buzzsaw team about, that's a bad matchup for you but you mentioned that st mary's team they dominated i mean they had a couple close games against like de la salle or catholic central they had one loss on the year that was the catholic central so they're they're dominating they're they're uh 10 and 1 right they play river rouge in the regional final they lose 49 14 yeah because and River Rouge would go on to win the state title last year. It 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 just sometimes happens that the that the matchup is just not good for you, or that the the other team. You got to remember when you get to this stage of it, everybody's having the same kind of season. Mm-hmm. Everybody's here because they're good and because they've been kicking everybody's tail to get to this point. So it, it's it's tough. It's very tough. It's tough. New Lothrop. I mean, that just blows my mind. 117 and 11 in 11 years and can only win one state title. I mean, we act like that's like still one state title is very impressive. Yeah, but, but I mean, to, just to you only lose 11 games in, in a so decade. So, what, what that plus. tells me is maybe their league isn't great or they don't play the toughest regular season schedule. But it's not like they're a big school. They're what, D8? D7? D7. I mean, I hey. So hey, when <laughs> so I know like Marine City fans, you guys kind of get spoiled because you've had the best program in the area for going on two decades now. Appreciate the playoff runs because there's going to come a time when the tides turn and you're going to be wishing it was mid-November and it was 30 degrees outside and you were sitting through a cold playoff game trying to make it to the state semifinals. All right, so Friday night, we've got uh, on stream one, it's Port Huron High uh, against uh, Warren De La Salle. Be on the air about 6.40, 7 o'clock kickoff from Memorial Stadium. You'll be at East China Stadium, Marine City against Detroit Denby. And uh, that one, again, you, you'll go on about 6.35, 6.40. Yeah. You always like to start a little – Brady likes to start a little bit earlier than me. Yeah, I just don't have the timing down. You've done it a lot longer. <laughs> that's that's all right. You're, you're doing – you're actually, you're doing an excellent job. Um, and uh, hopefully, so, he said something nice. Hopefully, um, we'll uh, we'll have more football 
in the weeks to come. Hopefully yeah. we will because uh, this is actually – this is the third round pass, so this should be regional week, but it's actually district final week right. because of the way they did the playoffs this year. So hopefully we'll uh, keep the run uh, going um, with a, a couple of more games uh, on the other side of this week. Uh, also another podcast coming up uh, for you on uh, Thursday, and uh, we'll actually kind of uh, delve in and make our picks of, uh, of these games. Yeah, it should be fun. Only four teams left. Hopefully we have four left next week. All right, good stuff. For a show where we didn't think we had much to talk about, uh, we actually had a lot to talk about. We did. We rambled on for a while. (laughs) That's what we do. All right, uh, again, uh, coming up on uh, Friday, PhD LaSalle on Stream 1, Marine City Denby on uh, Stream uh, 2, and uh, another podcast coming up on uh, Thursday, and that will put an end to this podcast. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.